This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Action. One of my favorite moments from the season was the Patrick's bachelor party idea, which was to take the Rose family to an escape room, which, I mean, bless. I love when Alexis points out that basically they've been living in an escape room and failing at it. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to EW On Set. I'm Patrick Gomez. I'm Shana Naomi Krokmall, and this is Entertainment Weekly's exclusive companion podcast to the sixth and final season of Schitt's Creek. I know a little, a little teardrop every time. A little, a little Alexis, and it's mm. getting like <laughs> more and more, more and more real. We're, you know, we've been here every Wednesday morning after a new episode aired, talking about what happened, going through our exclusive onset interviews with the cast. This week, we're talking about six eleven, which means we're, I mean, the there aren't that many left to go. Um, you're gonna hear from Dan Levy and Noah Reed. Emily Hampshire, Annie Murphy, all about this episode. Let's do a quick recap. Patrick, you start. Well, I mean, it really does all center around this uh, Galapagos-themed escape room. Yes. Um, you know, we there obviously is, is journeys that are happening, um, <laughs> but uh, it all centers, it, you know, all comes to a head in this escape room, which I love because I love escape rooms. You actually did not know what an escape room I was. I did not. Really? It turns out... I didn't really understand what an escape room was. I learned it was this has basically been one long PSA designed for me. It almost made me want to go to an escape They're room. So fun. I can't believe I just said that because now someone who I know who listens to this, namely my wife or one of our <laughs> friends, or Carly, you look like a person who enjoys an escape room, maybe. I've done one and of course I enjoy an okay, escape I'm, room. Okay, there's Producer no way. Carly loves the escape room. Maybe this is but what I've we'll do for our own rap party for this experience or something. I can't believe I've talked myself into this. That's what I'm saying. I I think I thought it was more of like a labyrinth kind of maze or something. Like a cornfield? Yes. Yeah, like something like that, but like as part of an I think I kept seeing them as activations like at Comic Con mm-hmm. or like as part of, you know, something around a television show because this is the business I work in and all of I my points really of f- reference are the entertainment industry, apparently. I did a really fun one in Vegas um that was friends themed and it was getting out of Phoebe's cab. It was really fun. See, I still only barely understand how that works. Like, I get my brain, and I, there's a there's a line in there where David says, "Okay, see, this is why I don't like mind games. It puts you in a situation where you're made to feel dumb, even though you're not." And I think that is my biggest fear. I, in that moment, I am totally David. Anyway, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, there's other stuff that actually <laughs> does a, happen. It's in a here. bachelor party. It's a bachelor but party in an escape room. We also get to see Moira try a a new vocation for her. We're going to talk about work. that. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, and we see uh, Johnny kind of like trying to make this job opportunity happen with his former assistant who now is like moving and shaking and making things possible. Uh, and he's hoping to get in on a piece of the action in terms of uh, expanding the motel. So there's lots to dive into. What I like about this escape room storyline is it's it's really one of the um, only times we've really seen all of these people together. So rarely do we get to see the kids and the adults as they call themselves 
um, in scenes, and let alone. And if we do, it's like a button. It's, it's like a final scene where, like, a little we don't moment really see at a, a barbecue, a little moment here, yeah. like. And this is as close to a bottle show as this show has really done. It's everyone basically stuck together, whatever is their crisis that they came in with, they're trying to work through you know, subconsciously or not so subconsciously yeah. during the time that they're also trying to figure out all the clues to this puzzle. It's like a air it's like an airline booze size bottle episode. It's only the second <laughs> it's it's only like the middle a third of the bottle. episode. It's a mini yes. bottle. But it, there's a lot in there. A lot happens. The you know, I think not surprisingly, pretty much everyone from the Rose family is not into this idea. Who's excited, huh? Oh. Uh-huh. Huzzah. Patrick is so excited. It was Patrick's idea in the first place. I love how excited he is about this. And we didn't get Patrick in the last episode, so it's great that he gets a lot of moments in this Lots of him. He's so competitive. He's so, um, like, he's like a cheerleader. Oh, my God. My favorite moment is... 52 minutes. Hey, David, everyone heard the time, all right? 52 people, let's go. Come on. That is me. Like, that is me 100% being like, no, be quiet. That's not helpful. And then to do the exact thing just worse. Like, that is 100% me. But I love how you really get their dynamic uh, and and you see how different they are. You continue to see... um, They're two very different guys. That happen to balance each other out. And I do love how much, um, you know, there's this moment that... um, David says to Alexis, like, I'm in this, I'm, I'm committed to this now, though. Like, I'm in it. And that's what you do in a relationship. Sometimes you end up in situations where you're like, this might not be what I would choose to do. In but- fact, literally, yeah. this is the opposite of anything I would choose to do. Yeah. But here I am with you. And it's I guess, like, we're here now. Like Let's he wanted do it. in his seven-page email. Also, we know from previous episodes that David while he has very stringent rules around what kind of games or competitive games or group games and how many people should be allowed to play them at the same time. Like, David is very competitive. He seems to want to be in control when there's competitive things going on. Understandable. And at the same time, you know, Alexis kind of turns out to be the ringer. Yeah. Alexis is the one who is very good at solving problems and good at figuring all of it out. Johnny is just too stressed. Like Moira is is not super helpful, but is full of great one liners. Well, she and she ultimately gives them the final the final direction at yes. the very least. Yes. Um. But no, it really is great, and it's great to see everyone coming together and and um their dynamics all together. But really, uh, you know, it was super special to see that Patrick and David dynamic. And we spoke to uh Noah and uh Dan about. Uh, what this experience meant for them and their dynamic as a couple. Uh, So soon with us as we listen to this. One of my favorite moments from the season was the Patrick's bachelor party idea, which was to take the Rose family to an escape room, which, I mean, bless. I love when Alexis points out that basically they've been living in an escape room and failing at it (laughs) for many years. I think we also get to see a side of Patrick that we don't normally get to see, which is like very competitive. Competitive Pat. Really uh, aggressive. Sure. You started screaming at one point. Well. You were yelling at people. I don't know. You know, I think it's one of those. You were yelling at your in-laws. When you, (laughs) when you're a competitive person, I don't know if you'll know anything about this, but sometimes it just gets away from you a little bit. And, you know, you just want to win. And mm-hmm. winning is the important thing. And people's feelings, uh, you Second know. Second to yeah, winning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fun to shoot. We had a nice day. That was great. Mm-hmm. And all of, I think it was a couple of days. It was two days in there. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's in. I love those moments where we get to be sort of together, like where I, I, get, to, I get to sort of 
infringe upon the Rose family and, yeah. you know. Anytime you get like big ensemble scenes, it's always fun. Yeah. Because everyone's around and yeah. it just makes for more laughs. Everybody really. just wants to leave. Or Johnny just wants his phone. Only one who dropped it into the Dropbox. (laughs) Poor guy. Everyone else didn't listen. The person who is the most stressed, or at least most outwardly stressed, is definitely Johnny. You know, he's been so stressed. He had had earlier, you know, as the storyline of his former assistant who might be interested maybe in taking a meeting. Do we have an investor or do we have a meeting? We might. I love that Johnny is, like, somehow the most rule-following person in this family, even more than, like, Patrick, possibly. Like, he's like, oh, I have to put my phone in the box. Also, um, I didn't mention this last week, but it randomly has become a thing where Stevie says, like, really bad things about um, about David under her breath. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. I forgot to mention that, but, like, there's these little running gags that they really have, like, laid underneath I mean, everything. the stress of being a maid of honor. I feel like is getting to her. Like yeah. she's she's starting to crack a little bit. And this was all of the pressure of having to plan this specifically. Now also she goes into this knowing that Johnny is str- – she knows why Johnny is so stressed out. But it's, you know, kind of a secret that they're not telling anyone until Johnny breaks, of course, and tells everyone the good news that, of course, some people, especially more, really get their hopes up about immediately, which is that they are going to be able to go do this investor pitch to his former – um, assistant and hopefully get an investor for the business. But we t- we talked to Emily. We talked to Emily about all of that, and I feel like it it's a very classic. Her stories are amazing. Her stories are amazing, and I love it because she answers, uh, or at least gives us a little insight into um, her own experience. Because I know obviously we love the idea of seeing what these act- these people actually would do in an escape room. And we spoke to her. This was before they actually filmed it. Um, but she spoke to us about her idea for getting all of them together in an escape room and her personal experience. I've been suggesting that we need to go do one of those to experience that Just together. as a cast. Like as a cast, out. because the people who... So I've done it once, and it was the weirdest experience of my life because I went... A friend of mine was going with... A group of friends he only knew one person from, but very like just met her and she was like, come to do this escape room. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And we go and this friend of his, who's actually a very known person, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say that? It's just because it's a weird weird thing. No, but if you knew it would make sense. But um, anyways, she seemed like a real normal, normal, really nice person um and then we get in there and she is a different person and then you find out that she just came from she'd done 50 escape rooms that year and she like we got in there in escape rooms they don't they don't tell you what you're supposed to do you just have to guess at stuff and so i was just looking around she's like don't touch that don't no you need to move the wheel pedal pedal faster pedal (laughs) faster and it was like crazy and you what i was thinking the whole time in there was like it's so ripe for a movie because people's characters are revealed in an escape room. And so I wanted us as a cast to do it. We still haven't done it, but so we're going to, we're going to do that. What do we learn about Stevie from the escape room? Yeah, I feel like Stevie though, from that, she's really trying to do this good job of being the maid of honor um, and organizing this thing and like keeping stuff together. And, um, yeah, that's what I I just remember being stressed reading that episode. Maybe that's why I've blocked it out. 
where Alok says she's just going through it. She's actually not she, stressed. She's just going she's through in it. it. Like she is like, are you kidding me? It's Galapagos themed. Well, it all starts with the succulent. Yes. So it's she, a succulent. She has a a succulent metaphor throughout all of this, and I think she, you know, she had that moment of like, I'm just gonna rebound and date this older guy. Then she was like very sad and despondent but distracted by Moira and Sunrise Bay and everything that happened with that and now it, she has a little too much time just enough time to like really realize what's happening she's single she's not with Ted anymore she what does it her all succulent. mean she killed her succulent which also wears the turtle I'm scared to ask because I don't want to know what the answer is. Is it back in in the restaurant? Like yeah, I feel it's like fine. it's just like the crawling around the living, kitchen. The turtle has been adopted by Twyla <laughs> and is fine. And Alexis is is thrown into this experience in the escape room, maybe at exactly the moment that she needs. I agree. I think as she says Honestly, like being in a high pressure situation with time running out and a lot of people yelling at me, it just like made me feel like myself again. I think we've all been there where it's just like we need that kick in the pants to kind of uh, get us to our next chapter. We get a really amazing moment between um, the siblings at the bar where she kind of realizes, okay, maybe I'm maybe I've outgrown the city and I've outgrown my experiences here, um, but I don't want her to go. So like yeah. hopefully she can grow and stay and just she just needs a bigger pot. That's all she needs. Um, but we spoke to Annie Murphy. Uh, about Alexis and the escape room and this mental journey she's going on. How satisfying was it to watch Alexis be the one who saved everyone? It is always so satisfying when Alexis comes out on top. Um, But if we think about it, she's basically been living an escape room for her entire life. She is the most seasoned um, escapee because she's escaped from car trunks, from palaces, from regimes. Pirates. Pirates, from, yes, Somali pirates. Um, She's a professional escaper. And it's nice. I think it really kind of rejuvenated her and kind of she found herself again in this being trapped in a room full of her family and and, um, friends. And uh, she remembered, like, who she was and what she was capable of. And it kind of pulls her out of this grief that she's been going through um and the sh- shooting that the episode was so much fun the set designers were incredible they did such a good job and um had you ever been to an escape room before i had never but apparently dan and the writers went to an escape room as research as research mm-hmm. they're slackers um yeah when and um they didn't win they didn't succeed, and Dan was apparently very upset by this. That tracks. I mean, his true colors really – one's true colors, I think, really show in an escape room, and Dan is not one who uh, is great with losing. And so, it, yeah, it didn't go well. And uh, But they – it was really funny because they just wrote that into the episode, and we – and <laughs> when we were shooting, Dan was actually – because it was um, – he had to use that um, – the lower, like the, the bellows, the, the bellows yeah. yes. Um, and he was having a real time with it. It was, his struggle is real. What you're watching when you see that episode is Dan genuinely struggling as a human being uh, using those bellows and not, a, it's not a, a character choice. So that was very fun. And then to be able to yell at him while he's in a state, a flustered state is also very fun for me and for Noah in particular. Was your triumph real? Do you think you would be that good? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. I would have given up immediately. 
yeah, I'm not a good, not really good with puzzles, I would say. Not a good puzzle girl. Um, but it's, it was nice to know that I was going to win. I, it was nice knowing that I was going to win. I was going to win. Yeah. We'll be right back with Maury W. on set. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back. We have to talk about Moira Rose for Larry Air. Say hello, ladies, to the new spokesperson of an international airline. When they said um, an airline, I was like, it has to be Larry Air. But then I was like, oh, God, but it also could not be because they know that we're going to. I was like, I was like trying to see if they were like going to fake us out and be like, is it Larry Air? There's so many good jokes in there. We get the line about how voiceover work is every actress dream, which is just almost too knife twisty for um, a show that involves so many actors who have such long and beautiful careers, but I'm sure have also been called upon to do voiceover act, acting as part of but that. But it really is. I mean, you just show up in your pajamas and you, it's you know. It's basically you, what we're doing right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Although I'm, you are not in pajamas. You are in a very Moira-esque dress today. We were talking about it earlier. I am. It's, I just, sometimes I feel like I need a little, a little Moira when I'm doing this. So <laughs> today I'm wearing a very sparkly silver dress as part of it. So... Larry Air requires radio spots, <laughs> and Moira is, the, you know, has gotten this job. I think Alexis has helped her get it. It's she negotiated a, it, it poorly, it's a nice but did bounce back after the negotiation of around Sunrise Bay. And man, this is some brutal ad copy. Larry Air, we'll take you from there to here. Now that should be switched, shouldn't it? You should, Lexus, I can't work like this. What I love about this is that all of Moira's notes are accurate. Yeah. Everything she says, she would make it better. But instead, the poor engineer who's recording is just like, lady, like, you just got it. Like, I'm, I'm just being paid to, I'm like, just have here to record reviews. you. Just do this. Like, that whole scene is so funny. And when she realizes that she just can't do it, Alexis trying to fill in for her is even worse. Try one of our in-flight meals, if you dare, at Larry It's so... Oh, even worse, but now, honestly, may be my new favorite moment of the entire series. It's so good. Everything about it is so funny. I love from the beginning when Moira says, Combrio, si. And then all the way, you know, to where they're both saying, I made a terrible mistake, Alexis. Is this the lowest point of my life? Okay, look who you're talking to. I haven't showered in like two days. Is this the lowest point of my life? I thought you should know that we can hear your entire conversation. So they've like been through a time even before they get to the escape room. But I would love to see, much like we did with Herb Ertlinger's wine, I mean, I would love to see the whole Larry Air campaign. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I feel like actually someone is going to hear her tape, decide that she, her improvements were correct, bring her back. Decided she maybe that's be on Moira's TV. view. Maybe she can't be on TV anymore, so her new career is is an ad woman. She's sure. Peggy. She's Peggy on Mad Men. Perfect. Just showing up with her cigarette. I mean, I feel like there's very little we believe Moira can't do, 
Um, so she could definitely improve ad copy. She's a great director. Maybe she should own an ad agency. Maybe she should aim higher than Larry Air for her next international airline ambassador spot. It's great. It's great. It's great. And uh, and they all have reason to celebrate in the end with Johnny's exciting news. Oh! <laughs> we got a meeting! You can't ask for a better button than David realizing that that photo and saying, whoever chose those photos, they were not approved. Time for the Rose family celebrity name drop of the week. There wasn't a ton in the first half, and then all of a sudden, in one moment, you get a bunch. I mean, first of all, the recurring panic room joke. Rather, <laughs> I, I also maybe thought that, like, A, I thought an escape room was like a labyrinth, and B, I assumed I would panic if forced into that situation. So I really relate to everyone's assumption that an escape room is a panic room. Isn't that a Jodie Foster movie? No, David, that is Panic Room. And then, is it all right if I don't watch Panic Room with everyone tonight? Joe Foster once screened it for me privately, and I would like to keep that memory safe. That was a great name drop. I think my favorite was obviously Alexis saying, Thank you, my weekend with Tom Hardy. England is here. I mean, everything she knows about England is definitely from a guy who she briefly dated from there. And... I think he might be slightly more age-appropriate fit than Harry Styles. So good job, Alexis. Yeah. Nailed it with Tom Hardy, and and you figured out the clue. Yeah, but that one also. I mean, I have to I had to choose an absolute favorite. It might be. I need to find something from Egypt. So like mummies, Remy Malik. I mean, that would because yes. it was just so unexpected, yes. especially on the heels of the Tom Hardy comment. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one definitely deserves a mention. Good name drops. Lots of lots of good things squeezed in there. Yes. All, All right. right. Moira lines. Moira. Oh. We're both so excited. We were just going to say it at the same time. I I am not saying this to like punt this but i feel like the entire speech that she gives let's just play the whole thing before we find ourselves ebrious with uh hooch and happiness may i say how very proud all of us are on this day of days well we did say no speeches your father guess they listened with his pecuniary savvy and intrepidation has turned what began as a cats and jammer of a day into one filled with Faith, hope, and love. I learned no, so many words listening to Moira's speech. No single sentence in that speech made any sense. Cat's air jam, like like she can't like it's just um, it's amazing. Ibrius like with hooch and happiness is also just amazing. Everything we've said so far about Moira's verbosity and her made up words, it was like it all came home to roost in one speech where they just like amped it up to. 11 over and over again. So, I mean, I guess I just don't know how we could beat that. But do you have another one? Oh, God. I have. Okay. Again, I have a little bit of a string of them. And I just, I have to um, list them all. Um, So, first, we have um, from the beginning when she's explaining uh, what's happened with her negotiations to Twyla and Ronnie. You're not waiting on a famous person. She's already arrived. There's that tiny little pause that just makes that line so funny because you get the entire inner monologue that she's having in her head being like, I am telling you a joke and you are going to get it. And Ronnie is like already halfway out the door. And it's just like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Um, Moira. But also love uh, Moira speaking to the uh, escape room 
like helper saying, don't worry, I'm also in the guild. That's just such a great like inside Hollywood, like, hey, I know you, I'm a fellow actor. Um, And that's amazing. And when Patrick uh, says his family couldn't be there (laughs) and she responds with, have they passed? Just so casually, like low key, like, oh, hey, my almost son-in-law's family all might have died. And this is how I'm finding out about it. Yes. But like politely was great. She really didn't want to be there. She was like, oh, how nice for them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, some of those would have been on my funniest uh, moments list, but there are more. So we have our funniest moments that uh, made us laugh and the uh, touching moments that made us cry. Which one do you want to start off with this time, Shana? I mean, you're right. We should do the funny ones last. So I will start with most heartfelt moment. David, I'm starting to feel that I'm a lot like the plant. I was tracking that metaphor, but um, what are you saying? I don't know. Like maybe it's time I think about being somewhere else, finding a bigger pot to grow in. The scene between David and Alexis, I think encapsulates like so much of what we know was a really hard decision. You know, we had talked to Dan about it and to Annie about it at various points about the decision to end the relationship between Alexis and Ted because you have this woman who who has grown to a point where it doesn't make sense for her relationship to be, or her existence to be defined by her relationship to a man. Yes, it would have been a mistake to go. Okay, go on. Well, what were you going to do? Follow another guy around the world? And even if Ted is a vast improvement over Stavros or all of the other Saudi princes who she may have had whatever sort of flings with, like he's not wrong, right? Like they're yeah. like she but and, and she her triumph in, in that room and her sort of realizing that like having a million people yelling at her and having to do all of that at once made her feel like herself again. And not just herself, but you could almost like a better version of herself that you could see she thrives in that kind of pressure. And and I just appreciated how he took that moment to be really serious with her. Yeah, and but I also love that she kind of uh, earlier and a little bit in this moment as well acknowledges how it was different with Ted. Like she was going to kind of drop things and go across the world, but it wasn't in the same way that she would have dropped things and gone mm-hmm. across the world with Stavros. And she acknowledges that, yes, this was different, but it doesn't mean it was for her or better necessarily. And that moment was great. I also just loved the... And I understand that they're also celebrating because it is a indication that they might get out of the town. But how happy everyone, including Patrick and Stevie, are for Johnny when they get that phone call. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did I just say what he just said? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it has that fantastic moment where David like hands Patrick the, the fan. Why am I still holding okay. this? Which also gave us a great moment that is very reminiscent of, no, David, you die first. Well, them, David. You have to blow on the circles, David. You have to blow on the circles until they're blue. Blowing! Blow harder, David! Oh my god, you blow on them. You blow on the circles then! Use this thing! Use this thing! Side note, it was super touching to see the family all really rally around Johnny and be happy for him and excited for him. Because while I'm sure a little bit of it was, oh my God, from Moira, oh my God, this is way out of the town. But in that moment, at least it didn't read that way. It read like they were just happy for this family member of theirs. And that was super touching. Another thing, I we talked about this a little bit when we were watching the episode, but I love that I somehow hadn't fully noticed until this episode that Patrick, without fail, calls them Mr. and Mrs. Rose. Yeah, so does Stevie. Right. And it's very, like, old-fashioned and kind of formal, but I 
even in this moment where it's like he clearly feels more and more comfortable with them and pushing them and sort of like getting them into a place and he knows they're uncomfortable and he's just like, let's do this. You want to work with me, Mrs. Rose? There's something very like sweet and very Patrick in in the way that he's just that little touch of formal with them because they are both kind of formal people. Well, and it's also like that's a funny dynamic to to navigate as you meet in-laws. It's like, what do you call them? And like some people insist on being like mom and dad and others insist on first names and some of them you do feel like you need to be a little formal and yeah it's it's just it's interesting that the choice that they made for for him to treat them so formally which i do think is even in the midst of this like crazy thing that they're running around and yelling at each other he maintains it the whole time um all right so funniest moment for you that larry air recording get your derriere on larry that's a bit chummy for an airline Couldn't we maybe take a moment to rework some of these? It was just hands down one of the funniest things I feel like the show has ever done. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree. I mean, the only other one that I would mention is uh, is there was the unstable siblings line. I never thought I'd have to say this, but there is only space in this family for one unstable sibling. And I have held that title for a very long time. So you are going to have to get it together. Loved that. Also loved David's uh, little dance that he does. Like, yeah. I need that to be a gif or a gif, however you pronounce yeah. it. I, I, I talk myself in circles on which one's right and which one's wrong. It's gif. Uh, okay, sure. Gif, 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 gif. We have a longstanding rule in my marriage that whoever cares most wins an argument. And I would just like to point out that in this podcast marriage, I definitely care the most about the pronunciation of gif. And there so, you go. therefore... I win. Anyway, okay. we're totally getting on a, a side note. Loved the dance. Need that to be a gif, gif. Yes. <laughs> See, again, I've already forgotten which is right. Send it to us. Tweet it to us. I need it. Um, but no, we have to end this episode by just playing Alexis as Moira one more time. I mean, it is the funniest moment. Try one of our in-flight meals, if you dare, at Larrier. I'm sorry, this is not, this is not good. All we want is great things for Annie Murphy. All the Emmys and, and all the great and things. And she's so funny, and her her ability to do that so badly was outstanding. I do, I do like need her uh, to really dive deep and and tell us the truth of if it if that was her actually trying or that was her, <laughs> which is even more complicated. If you compl- I said that like more complicated. Uh, if you if you do that. And intentionally mess it like totally. oh my god because I, I wanted to have the most perfect I wanted to be able to do it perfectly. I feel like Annie can definitely do a dead on Catherine impression, so I feel like this must have been her blowing it intentionally as Alexis. There had to be something in this episode Alexis was bad at. Um, That's true. And she just was so good she was at everything. So good else. at everything else. Uh, well, Thank so was you. the episode. The episode was so good. This episode was great. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for letting us know what you thought about um, our podcast, about the show. You can keep tagging us in your in your tweets and in your Instagram messages. I'm at Shana Naomi. And I'm at Patrick Gomez LA. If you are enjoying this, please rate. It helps other people find it. Tell your friends. Re- leave a review. Yeah, leave just leave like a little sentence or two. Be sure you're subscribed. Tell be, other be, people a friend. Be, be a friend. Be our friends. Be a friend. Um, and come back next week and every week through the rest of this season and what we have left. Oh, just a few more. Thank you so much for joining us. This is EW Onset. Bye.